Welcome back to the Ride on Sports Podcast. I'm Gabe Myers with Jason Casera. Jason, we're going to be talking about problems in the NBA bubble today. Do you think there are problems with it? I think there's going to be many problems with the bubble in the NBA because um, people don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> exactly. Baseball is coming back. I was right about this, but you're not ready to give up. You're you're not ready to say baseball's back yet. I am not ready to say that for the same reason that I don't think the NBA bubble is going to work. Um, it's just hard to tell multimillionaires what to do. All right, there's a lot of dumb things that have happened during this coronavirus quarantine, but perhaps nothing more dumb than the, some of the quarterback lists that were released last <laughs> week by Colin Coward and Chris Sims. Yeah, Colin Coward always has bad takes, though. I don't know how he has a national broadcast. I, I like Coward, but we'll get into that later. And then <laughs> also in the NFL, they canceled two preseason games. and Good. Do, good. Good. Hey, yeah, I mean, who needs a preseason anyway? Hopefully yeah. it starts on time, though. Yeah. Hopefully it does. But anyway, we'll get into the show right here on the Right On Sports Podcast. Do, do, do. All right. This is the Right On Sports Podcast with Jason Casera. And I'm Gabe Myers. Your best source for local sports talk. The Right On crew will be highlighting all your favorite local teams and everything else the world of sports has to offer from right here in the Coastal Bend. So... I'm outfitted in Hooks gear today. Not really gear, I guess, but I wore a Hooks shirt and, uh, yeah, my CC Hooks shirt and and kind of memoriam for the Hooks baseball season. Um, yeah, you're in your North Carolina. This is just a piss off, Russell. And it's an awesome shirt, though. I actually really dig that, man. Yeah, wait, we're, we're not, so we're not, so wait. No, nah, you can go with it. It's up to you. Well, oh, we're going to go? All right, we're just going to go with it. We can it. back it up. I like this, going with it. All right, we're going with it then. Jason, unlike, J- unlike the Jason's coronas. older. I'm going to respect my elders here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the, well, okay, so this is episode two. And so for a quick take, uh, hopefully you listen to episode one, but um, I'm in a later generation than, or I guess a prior generation than what yeah. Gabe's from. But it's what's cool about, I think, this <laughs> This entire premise is that like you have a different view on things, and I'm not just say because of your youth, but your experience. And then I have, I guess, old man views because of my experience. I'm like the get off my lawn guy, and uh, and then please cut my lawn just as well. Huh. But it's so hot, man. I don't like doing yard work. It's for it, the birds. It's who likes doing yard work in Texas? It's like 95 degrees. It's way too hot. And then so you pay someone to do it, and then you feel kind of bad by letting someone do it. I'd rather just get rid of a yard. Yeah. Um, so actually, where I live, we don't. Uh, we have like one small patch of grass, and that's it. <laughs> I spend a lot of money to make my grass green, and then I look at it, and, I'm, and then you go cut it. What's the point? You water your yard, you put fertilizer down so it'll grow and be green, and then you cut it. Yeah. Does that make any sense? No, it doesn't. It's all one big scam. And you're not doing anything. Is my yard like recreating oxygen for the world? Is it like recycling yes, carbon dioxide? Jason, your you know? your yard is what keeps. If your yard went away, we wouldn't have enough oxygen for the rest. We of the would world. die. It would be like wearing a corona mask all the time. Man, let's not get into the, <laughs> let's not get into so, the corona mask. So so, but speaking of that topic, you know, with the NBA and MLB trying to pull back in, right? And we got the NBA bubbles like underway now. Is it right? Those guys? Uh, no, they haven't reported. So no, yet. it's not. So it's not underway. So actually, I saw they're doing. Um, they're building the practice facilities, like the practice courts, in like these hotel ballrooms. So right. if you've been like in a big hotel ballroom, they just put down like the floor, like an NBA floor. So it was like the Pacers was the one I saw, the Indiana cool. Pacers, and they have like an Indiana Pacers court, like they and they have multiple courts in this massive hotel ballroom. Interesting. 
And I guess Orlando's a good spot for that because they do have um, so many A lot of those like tourism, resort like huge yeah, style huge places. And then where I was imagining in my head was kind of like army style, putting up these huge bubble tents yeah. and then shoving people in there, you know, but uh, which I don't know. I mean, that's what Michael Jordan did during Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what he, did. You watch the last dance documentary? I didn't ever watch the last two oh episodes. Oh, my still. gosh. I watched all up to the last two episodes. Why did you and watch I the last two? I just haven't got around to it. I don't know. There's just so much There's so much quarantining TV, you know, that you're like, oh, I wouldn't watch the this normally. The last dance but was the best thing that happened during How many episodes course? were there? Six? Ten. Ten. Okay, so I, I've watched, I guess, eight. I guess I have. I got through the last one that I watched was the Rodman one. Oh, and dude, you only watched like four three. Four or five? <laughs> I don't know, like maybe halfway. No, not even if the last one you watched was Rodman. Maybe because I lived through the Bulls glory days and I don't want it tainted. You know, I just don't want it tainted. It's like living through like you're you're a LeBron guy. No, I'm not good. (laughs) (laughs) Neither am I. I am not a LeBron guy. I I, I think he's highly overrated. And uh, uh, okay, I don't know if I'd go that far. I'm just not a fan. uh, He's a great player, but I'm just I don't put him in my top five. I just don't want to put him in my top Not five. Not in the top mm. five. Oh. I don't we're, think he's We're going to talk about dumb quarterback lists later. This yeah. might be yeah. dumb. We could <laughs> do a dumb NBA list at some point. Yeah. But that's, that's, yeah, he's not even in my top five, man. Just don't and, and not it's not top, so okay. So if he's not in the top five, who is it? Like just oh off god, top, off, off the top of my head, off top of my head, it's gonna be MJ, probably like Will Kobe. Um, I it's probably very biased, but I put Akeem in there. Uh, part okay. of the reason is because Akeem his the fluidity for a big man, oh, thirty okay. points a game, um, and Kareem. Okay, so here's is that five. That probably yeah, be five. that's five. And so I like, he, but I like big men too. So, he, so here, so here's Kobe. so here's my top five for NBA players. So I have Jordan one, LeBron two. Magic three, Bird four, and Kareem five. You like shooters. Well, so it's not it's not shooters, but I think to play on the perimeter takes a lot more skill than to be a big guy. Because if you're like Kareem was born seven foot two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he just he just was. But then also like even so like part of the reason I have and Magic isn't a shooter. LeBron's not a shooter. Jordan like Bird is the only shooter on there. But Bird was, you know, a, like a four or five time MVP, won three titles, was for Walker the best player in the world, and him and Magic. Yeah help basically start the popularity of the nba um but to say lebron's overrated like that he's not in the top here the biggest problem i have with your list is that wrong the biggest problem i have with your list (laughs) is that kobe bryant's there ahead of lebron because they their Mm. primes overlapped their their primes overlapped and lebron just even before lebron i would say was at his peak which was i think kobe was at his peak from probably like 07 to 2011 it's probably Kobe's peak. I would say LeBron's is probably from 2012 to 2016. Um, but even in that 07 to 2011 stage, LeBron was just a better basketball player than Kobe Bryant. Hmm. I like he he's just a better he just he was just a better basketball player. And Kobe also only has one MVP. For as and I'm not Kobe is great. He's awesome. He's in my top ten, which and I think everybody else's top ten. But he, but he only won one MVP. To have him as a top five player of all time just seems like a stretch to me. When I feel like LeBron, for me personally, I liked LeBron in his earlier years, and the last several years. Well, he wasn't really polarizing the first Cleveland. I didn't think rounds. that's what it is, and so it's a little bit off the court too. And he doesn't do anything wrong. So, so it's that he's in your face. But but that's yeah. but that's a bad thing so, because so, I shouldn't yeah. take the off the court so, so much. So that is my so I so I've seen actually the opposite be true with a lot of people. They're like, oh LeBron's the GOAT, which I don't think he is. But they're like, oh LeBron's the GOAT because of what he does off the court. 
It's like, no, what you do off the court does not. It doesn't translate on. It the doesn't court. change the player that you are on the basketball court. Yeah. So I hate when people say like, oh, LeBron's the goat. He's better than Jordan because he stands up for social justice causes off the court. It's like, and not that I have anything against him using his platform, but what he does off the court is not does not make him a better player on the basketball court. Sure, sure. So that so that has always been my problem yeah. with. Using that, God, I, you think so? I am not like a LeBron fan. Like I'm not. Yeah. I, I, I there was a point where I would say I was a LeBron hater. I'm not anymore. Um, I think he's. I appreciate his greatness. He is excellent. But to say he's not in the top five, I think I'd enjoy him so much more if he stayed with Cleveland the whole time, as well. That instead of team yeah. hopping, and that I think that hurts his legacy. It's just because it's he created a a. Uh, um, a very like me first attitude, you know, like yeah. I'm the most important cog in the wheel. And when I come to you, you're all going to celebrate it. First of all, whereas I choose your town and then these guys are going to come magnetized toward me because I'm the center of the universe first, yeah. you know, like he's the sun and everybody else is the planet. So yeah, that's, and you, and, and, you, and, and you watch like every team he goes to the second he leaves, they fall apart. Now, some people use that in his favor, yeah. like, Oh, and part of it is like, he's so good. They're like when he leaves, it you know <laughs> it falls apart, which is true. But also when he goes to a team, when he went back to Cleveland, mm-hmm. when he now he's with the Lakers, he takes over everything. You have to construct the roster the way he wants the roster constructed. He's the son. He is the son. Every like you said, everything works around him. Mm-hmm. So when he left Cleveland, the only player, other players that were on the team were other veteran guys there. Rodney to fit Hood. His. <laughs> well, Rodney Hood was one of them, but like. Um, uh, well, Kevin Love, Kevin Love was a guy, but I'm trying to now. I'm like going blank. But remember the year he brought in like Dwayne Wade and Derrick mm-hmm. Rose and Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, it's like, and they brought like they had Tim, they signed Timothy Moz or no, the Lakers signed Mozgov to that horrible contract. But they but they bring in like they traded away Andrew Wiggins, number one pick in the draft, to go get Kevin Love, and that was done because LeBron only wants to play with veteran players. So you can't build a team for the future, which not that you should with LeBron. But you can't build your team going forward with LeBron. It's okay. We're building our team to have LeBron, and then once LeBron leaves, our team is basically screwed. So yeah. I think that I think for me, that's if there's anything that rubs me the wrong way, it's that it's he goes to an organization and he takes over everything about it. Whereas if you look at Michael Jordan, he was battling Jerry Krause the entire time. Like, no, don't trade Scottie Pippen. You know, like no, keep the guy. Like you know he. The guys were winning with let's keep them in place, not trade them for younger players. Like Jordan yeah. did not have roster control the way LeBron the way LeBron does, and honestly, it's better that way. The players should not have roster control because they're they the 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 players are not there to be to make trades and sign free agents. The players are there; they're brought in by management to play and win championships. Now, not that management is always right. But that's the the best teams in the history of the game. That's the way they have operated. Not okay. Magic Johnson decides who the Lakers sign or mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant dictate. Now Kobe does, you know, did nudge them to go and get other providing stars, input. Like, Pau- like yeah, give them yeah. input. But he is not making the moves. With and Lebr- I think a guy like Kobe Le- realized that. Yeah, but with LeBron, it, all, it always feels like he's making the moves. It feels like he's pulling the strings, which speaks to how great he is that organizations allow him to do that, but it does rub a lot of people the wrong way. When there were very minor rumors that he may would have landed in Houston, I was all for it. I thought Harden and LeBron probably could work. Big personalities, and maybe that would 
conflict some things. But I, but I think even with, with CP3 with Harden and Westbrook with Harden, I think Harden was fine. I think his game really didn't change that much. Um, it's the guys around him, but I thought LeBron probably could have worked in. Maybe I don't know. I was just excited. I, like, I, no, I, I would have wanted him there. When you have two players like Harden and LeBron are two of the top. I'd say LeBron's best or second best in the league right now, and Harden is definitely in the top ten. A lot of people probably have him in the top five. When you have two top five, potentially top five, not top ten players in the league, they will fit. Two guys that great will figure out how to make right. it work, even yeah. if they're game, like LeBron and Dwayne Wade when they went to Miami. Um, were not a perfect fit. Like they were, they were not. Their games did not necessarily complement each other. Mm. But they were two great basketball players, two high IQ basketball players who just figured out how to make it work. So that's why LeBron, wherever he goes, if he has other really good players around him, he'll figure out how to make it work. Well, and so this kind of relates back to like all those big personalities and how are they going to fit in the bubble? <laughs> in, in, in the, the anti-corona bubble. There isn't a bubble big enough. Um, did you hear what Stephen <laughs> A. Smith said? No, I didn't. Uh, here, here's the audio from it right now. So that'll be perfect. Yeah. So, you can just so he says, it. the thing he says is like recreational activities. So that's what I'll start off. That's what I'll start off with. And, and I'll say, like, he's referring to sex. Yeah. Um, you can dive in. Yeah. All right. And so that was Stephen A. Smith there on his take on the bubble for... Those of you who haven't heard it or didn't understand it, by recreational activities, what he means is sex. He's just saying the players are going to be sexually frustrated in the bubble if they can't bring their wives or their girlfriends or side Well, and, and, and it's like going on a really long road trip, and come on, man. There's, there's uh, what do they call them, roadies? Um, you know, the, <laughs> I don't uh, think NBA organizations the, uh, have roadies. Not roadies, but you know what I'm talking about, the girls that show up at the hotels. Um, I don't want to call them hookers because a lot of them are, you know, but they <laughs> try to meet them in the bar. They find out where the team's staying, and they're going and knocking on doors at night. So I'm sure there'll be security, and maybe it'll be a little harder to get in and out, but are they going to treat this like like the Chaz or Chop in Seattle, you know? Are they going to get an anti-zone of so no, it, from no what I've visitors heard, allowed? It, from what I've heard, it is like basically you stay in your hotel, you go to practice, which is like probably in the hotel or in like the hotel in mm -hmm. the bubble, and you go to the arena and play. Like so, that, that's all this is. Okay, and, and are other people staying at the hotel at the no. time or is this hotel booked out to this, the NBA? This is the NBA. I'm just curious because it's, it's always and it's outliers. And it's multiple teams in the hotel. Yeah. So, like, in one hotel, and these are, like, again, resort. Like, I hope they fight each other or like, like, it's not like LeBron and Kawhi are going to be staying next door to each other. Like, they have, like, they're going to be. That'd be nice. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> they, they should, if, they, if that happened, they would need, like, reality TV. Yeah. Thing. The NBA will miss that boat if they don't throw cameras <laughs> up in there, man. Oh, man. That'd just be great. But, uh, but yeah, so, like, they have, like, the top-tier teams are, like, in the nicest hotel. I don't remember the names of it. Uh, but, like, the top-tier <laughs> teams so are, like, the in the crappier nice teams are in crappier hotels? Yeah. Wow. But, I mean, like, crappier hotels so, are still, like, five-star hotels. Yeah. It's, it's Orlando's finest. But, wow. That's kind of funny, man. So, that's actually how college basketball system. does it for the conference tournaments, or at least the Southland Conference, where A&M Corpus Christi plays. So, the top teams in the conference stay at like the nicest hotels so number one the number one and two seeds stay at like the nicest hotel like in katie or the nicest one that the southland like puts them in and the third and fourth seed stay in like the second tier <laughs> and then like fifth and sixth seed stay in the third tier and the seventh and eighth seed stay at like that is like sorry man i guess <laughs> it, i guess it's like a reward system though but yeah. still wow that's like uh well it's, it's lessons in life young man 
That's how they're looking at it, you know. Well, work harder and you can achieve. You can stay in these well, nice the hotels. The CEO gets paid more than <laughs> you know. The CEO of a restaurant gets paid yeah. more than a busboy. Like that's that's, the, that's fascinating. So okay, yeah. so yeah, Stephen, he said the players are going to be sexually. Frustrated. I, but I, I I get it though. It, well, not only that, but I mean, I'm just telling you, there's going to be someone's going to figure out how to be knocking on doors in the middle of the night. Well, I J, I know James Harden has a pretty. Uh, He's kind of renowned, he, yeah, for yeah. his off time for, for his nightlife. Yeah, um, so good luck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it's, it's going to be. Uh, and maybe not James. He'll figure out a way to bring it to him, probably. But like, there's going to be outliers, and it's going to be luggage. random guys. <laughs> yeah, like he's gonna he's gonna figure it out. He's gonna have like his sheets going to be hanging out the window oh, at the hotel. And God, He's I just like I want this stuff to happen. They need, oh, I don't know. It's they need like live reality TV. The, this, from yeah, the this bubble. does need to be a reality TV show. God, they could make well, so okay. much money. So I think Demar Derozan also spoke about this in a little right. more serious way. He's been a mental health advocate. Or not, yeah, maybe not advocate, but just spokesperson. He's an intelligent guy. Yeah, he he is, and he's someone who's battled depression and really, you know, been a spokesperson for mental health in sports. Mm-hmm. He said that he there's like a big handbook like the regulations right for like what goes on inside the bubble he said he read the first 10 lines just put it down because it was overwhelming yeah and and that's i think that's the flip side of the concern there too is that you're gonna have a lot of guys and it's not and i make light of it like multi-millionaires being told they can't do this or that but it's just in general just people and maybe being separated from family um a lot of mlb players families were you know talking about the same stuff it's like this is an elongated road trip and they don't want to be separated. It's not the military. Like for like guys like me, I think, oh, I went on deployments, man. It's just life, dude. But like, they're not in the military. They don't yeah. want to go through that stuff. And so it's. I really feel like it's going to take its toll. And that's where I. Hopefully, it works. I want sports back. Don't get right. me wrong. And I, I'm typically a big optimist. But 2020 has been just <laughs> pissing my Cheerios over and over again, man. It's like wow. So. Um, I almost just feel like the same way I felt about college. Suspend it, man. You don't have to force it down our throat, and you give us less of a product. Um, you know, and then well, th- uh, I think for the NBA, it is going to be less of a product because yeah. not so. There's are they going to take it as serious? Well, there's not only is there going to be no fans in the arena, but they're going to be playing in like a practice gym. Mm-hmm. Like that's where the games are going to be held. So it's just not like going to feel league. yeah, like where they do summer league. So it's just not going to feel like a big event. You know, yeah. like the playoffs are usually like big and grand. You have sold out crowds and all the fans are wearing the same shirt. And it's it's you the know, aura. It's yeah, the excitement. Yeah. It's a spectacle. Yeah. And whereas this year, like the playoffs are going to be in a practice gym. It's not going to feel not that I'm saying there should be an asterisk on whoever wins this title because everyone has to deal with the same stuff. There's no mm-hmm. asterisk. It's not, oh, the Clippers had it easy and the Lakers had it hard. Like, yeah. no, everyone's dealing with the same thing. Um, but it is going to be a diminished product. It's going to be hard for coaches, I bet, to get players motivated just to like come out and give their all. Because they, because I mean, what is it like if you to become a pro? Part of that is I want to play in front of fans, you know, yeah. and just just the whole entire the the atmosphere. And you take that all away, and I would imagine there's some well, loss of motivation. Just, just someone who played like low level athletics, uh, compared especially comparatively to pros. Uh, you do get a bump in adrenaline from the crowd. Like sure. it, it is a bump. For me, it was actually more like on the road. Like I really enjoyed going on the road and like shutting opposing fans up as yeah. much, even more so than being at home and just hearing a roar from the home fans. Yeah. Um, and I think on both sides, players are going to miss that. Like you yeah. know, like if LeBron hits a big shot, he's not silencing 
fans have been heckling him all game. Like yeah. it's, it's just going to be harder to get because you feel the energy like in in the arena and even just being at playoff games for basketball, football, baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel the energy in the stadium, in the arena. That energy is not like it's gonna. It's not the fans aren't gonna bring the energy. It's gonna be manufactured by the players. Not that they can't do it, but it's just not gonna feel. I feel like it's they're gonna be gonna talking a lot same. of shit to each other. I, you know what I? Hey, hey, I saw you last night, and you were sneaking. They're like, shh. I what I uh, <laughs> I can't wait for that. What I, so what I what I've been wanting for a while is like HBO to do like um uh like a, you know how to do inside the NFL yeah. So like an inside the NBA type of deal where you have the players mic'd up and you can just yeah. hear them like going back and forth Great. throughout the game with no with no filter though. Such a big opportunity, man. And and maybe maybe. But we'll I, get think lucky for, and I think I we'll think the sport I think sports are afraid like leagues are afraid to do that because they would because a lot of the players and I don't think sport athletes should be role models, but a lot of the players just are role models. Like that's who kids look up to. Yeah. Um, I know when I was a kid, I looked up to my favorite athletes. Um, so I think they don't want to tarnish like their reputation, although I don't think it would. But I think they're afraid to tarnish their reputation with that. Um, here, we're going to take a short break right now. We're hitting the, like 20 minutes so far. This went on longer than I thought. We're going to hit a short break, and we'll be right back after the commercial. I'd like to take this minute to talk about RideOnCorpus.com. Ride on Corpus is a lifestyle media company that creates fun in our city by promoting experiences that you guys will love. They're the people to turn to for advice on everything Coastal Bend. What fun shall you do today? Find out at rideoncorpus.com. And we're back with the Ride On Sports Podcast. And we talked a lot of NBA. That is more NBA than I thought we would talk in that last segment. I think it's pretty interesting. And well, like I said. Because we're both, we're, well, you're more baseball guy than I am, but I enjoy baseball as well. Yeah, but I, I like the NBA. I definitely watch it. I saw a remark by somebody on Facebook that said the NBA is unwatchable right now, and I didn't understand that. Because I there think are, it's, there are some games that are. I'm not gonna lie. There are some Rockets games that I just can't stand. Because they uh, just jack the, up a the bunch constant of, three pointers, man. Well, it, it's not the three pointers. It's James Harden dribbling or Russell Westbrook dribbling. And everybody else is standing ISO, around. Yeah. That's what makes it unwatchable. It makes you yell at your TV during can, the playoffs. <laughs> I can, so I can talk about the unwatchability of James Harden and Russell Westbrook for a long time. But moving on. Yeah, uh, so Major League Baseball, a sport that I find entirely watchable, but most people and probably. Anyone younger than me and maybe around my age to find unwatchable, but I it's, like well, it. Okay, two things. One, it's slow. Or three things. One, it's slow. Two, there's no action or yeah, very little no, action. And the three, pitch. there's no urgency. The urgency thing changes, though, this year with 60 games. It probably will. And I think it's going to be really interesting how they're managed. Um, but you don't even think it's going to happen. It's, it's, it's the same reason I think with the NBA is I just find it's going to be really hard that uh, you're going to have guys popping But there's no the baseball Coronas. bubble. <laughs> Making it even worse, right? And they're going to be playing at, um, I, I guess they're playing at ESPN's Worldwide Sports Complex. Wait, I'm not were, 100% sure I yet. Th- I think they're playing just like in their stadiums. I don't know. That's the problem. I think they're playing in their stadiums. To me, there's still a lot of fuzziness there. And so, okay, so like... Yeah, the details Road are travel. not all worked out in this. I saw that they were going to play like the like the in the AOS, like the Astros, yeah. for example, are going to play like the Rangers, Seattle. They're going to play Seattle. the NL West, their division. Yeah, the NL like West the, that's going to be West. strictly strictly yeah. to that, and so. You're gonna have to have road travel, and you know they have private planes. I mean, they have char- yeah, they have chartered planes, but you're still risking. You're putting all these guys into a, a an aircraft. But these are all the guys that are going to be around each other in a lot of the time. Anyway, all it takes is one, just one. 
and boom, they're all gonna they're all gonna have the coronas, you know. And it's gonna happen. You're gonna have I I think you're gonna have a team have a full blown out like their own personal pandemic or like their own team pandemic where you're gonna have like seventy five percent of the players. That's why you have a sixty player roster pool. But they're healthy. Yeah, we and we we can't get into like the medical aspect because like I've never taken a single medical class. We're we're not medical experts. Right. But but it's like but I but I know that they're healthy guys. They're all very healthy. You know, like the same reason I think if I caught it I'd be okay versus, you know, Dusty Baker catches it. Most people think he only has one year of management with Houston anyway, but, you know, that would probably solidify I, that, I, right? I will, I will offer to manage the Astros. Yeah, I'd happily throw I my can, head in. I can, I can manage a bullpen in the starting I, rotation. I tried to get, get the GM job after they fired Leno. <laughs> no, I sent him my resume. I was like, hey, look, I, I'm a nerd. You know, I can do some statistician stuff, whatever. I sent in my MLB The Show GM <laughs> resume. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a call I have, back. I, I've led the Philadelphia Phillies to it's six a, straight World Series the day titles. Nolan Ryan quit, too. He was like, this is all dumb. I'm not going to stay here anymore. And I was like, all right. But so MLB restart, um, we'll see. I guess they're supposed to start play July 22nd, somewhere around there. It's like third week of July. 22nd. Yeah. Wait, some, some early July 20s. So they're not having much of a like spring training, quote unquote. You know, it's yeah, like three they're, weeks. it's going to go pretty quick. And so I think managing rotations, that's the biggest thing is getting uh, so pitchers' I, arms so stretched out. I think this helps the Astros a lot. And this, here, I'll tell you why. So here's where it helps out Houston. Number one is um, so we have Lance McCullers, who was going to be on innings restriction this year, 120 innings. Now he wouldn't be able to pitch in a playoff yeah. with that restriction. Now he'll now, be all right. Now he's good. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Number two, uh, they're older. Grinky and Verlander. I, Verlander's 36. Grinky's like 37 or 38. Grinky's old. Yeah. Grinky is old. He's been around a while, man. He, like oh three or oh four is when he made his debut. I remember his uh, he was a royal at some point. Yeah. Most people don't remember that. <laughs> well, he wasn't good with the Royals. That's what people don't remember. Yeah, no, he really wasn't. It was <laughs> he, like his last year. His last year he got in. I think they but traded him. Grinky and Verlander are old, and where it helps, especially with Verlander, the last two years, Verlander in the postseason has flamed out. Yeah. And it's and he's been good all year. And I don't know if it was an AJ Hinch thing or if it was a front office thing or if it was Justin Verlander just tell in the ear of the coaching staff, like, hey, I want to pitch as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he's not, instead of flaming out, you know, after 220 innings in a regular season, he'll throw 90 innings in a 60 game season. It'll kind of be like Randy Johnson having Randy Johnson that half yeah. year, you know? And remember Verlander when he came over in September that first year in 2017, just how dominant he was? Oh, yeah. Like and I, and, oh, and I don't yeah. think Verlander pitched at just an absurd level in that stretch. I don't expect that level, mm. but I, I think he'll be an elite guy through the postseason. Whereas the last two years he has not been that elite guy. Yeah. So I'm excited for that for the Astros. I think this shortened season, the urgency is going to be there. I will watch a higher percentage of Astros games probably mm. than I've ever watched. Yeah, I'm going to kill off my uh, YouTube TV for Fubu. I think it's Fubu or Fubo TV. Oh, Fubo! They, I they know carry Fubo. the Astros games. They carry ATT Sports. I so I I have linear TV still on weird. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that. <laughs> I don't know. I think we might have talked about that episode one, or maybe it was the after show. You have to attend the after show because we end up talking for another hour. We should go on Periscope. But or something I'm telling you, man. So, uh, but that's I, I I wholeheartedly agree, and I think the Astros do have an advantage. I think another one is that you have some very motivated Astros players, like when they've. 
the uh, uh, I don't know what to call them, man, but this the the Astros haters that you know, oh, they're gonna get bean, they're gonna get bean. Like spring training on Twitter was a nightmare. Like I argued, I went way below my age level, and I argued, or maybe I was at my age level. I was like the boomer, you know. <laughs> okay, but boomer. I was man, I was fighting other fans. They're like, oh, they're gonna bean them. It's gonna be funny, and I'm like, you think violence is funny, man? And I'm like, ah, I'll come show you violence. Hey, was, that's hey, how it was just going. Hey, hit our batters. Let them get on base. That's in yeah. And I'm <laughs> like, let Altuve and Bregman get on base for let Jordan half your roster. Let your manager get uh, suspended. Let half your roster get suspended for intentionally throwing at him. To a point, obviously, Manfred came out and he issued out a memo. He's like, look, this happens. Your guys are going to get dejected right away. So go ahead, throw at them, you know? I don't even care about that. Throw them and throw at them and let Jordan Alvarez come up with two guys on base. Throw it at Jordan so I can watch him bruise up your pitcher. I want to see that. I, I would not throw it at Jordan. Yeah, Alvarez. he's a big guy. He is a frightening human being. Um, but I, I, so I think it's very advantageous. But you also have Springer, Brantley, um, Altuve, and, and Bregman. All these guys are motivated, you know, like they're pissed off. You think that we cheated in 2019, et cetera. Um, and, and this might be. God willing, not, but Springer's last season in Astros uniform. I have a George Springer jersey. It can't be. Yeah. I, I don't like buying jerseys of guys who leave. <laughs> not do I. Um, but I, I just feel like the Astros are probably going to be more motivated than any other team uh, in, in baseball this year. I just I really do. I think the Nats are going to step back some. Cause that well, they that, did. They lost. Um, I guess so. Luck. I mean, they 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 rode a wave. They're uh, pretty talented, but I just feel like so they rode I will a wave. Say, so after May first, they were the bet. They were them and the Astros were the yeah. two best teams in baseball. Yeah. Post May, because they got off to a horrible start, or maybe it was after June first. They had the lightning in a bottle that the Astros had in 2017. I, I feel know, like, but I don't know if it was lightning in a bottle because I think they just got off to a bad start. You think they'll have a continuance? Like they'll be good in 2020, 2021. I think they'll be. I don't. Like they were elite level, like second half of last season. Now remember, they did have Anthony Rendon, who right. they did lose, so that hurts. Their Whereas, offense is very lackluster. They still have Strasburg. They still have Soto. He's only nineteen years <laughs> he's old. He's just Jason. a boy. Just a boy. <laughs> he, Let me he, tell you. Did you know he's nineteen years old, Jason? <laughs> there was, there was some video I caught of uh, one of his at bats, but it was showing. Oh, it was World Series highlights. I was watching it like on the MLB website. Yeah. And it was there were so many times that I heard Buck say that, and I'm like, God, man, it's just. Why? Did you know he was Why? 19 years old? It's like over and over, man. He turned 20 during the World Series. He's now 20 years old. What Jason. an annoying team to win the World Series too, though. Like with the baby shark thing and and just the Nationals. It's man, it killed me. I would rather lost to the Dodgers. Or I know. I would like no. I oh, I would man. rather lose to the Nationals than the <laughs> no, Dodgers. I just like I stand hate the, Nationals. the Dodgers. I See, I don't. I don't absolutely hate the Dodgers. I. I it's I like the, the fan Dodgers. base, like the Yankees fan base. I don't like the Dodgers fan base. I'd like to watch well, a game at Chavez Ravine. That's the thing. I don't like the fan Yankee base. Stadium. So I'd, yeah. I, I don't, so I'd rather lose to the Nationals. But the team and the players, you know, I'm okay with. Yeah, Nationals. Who no, are their I, fans? I like the Nationals players. Who are the fans of the Nationals? They didn't have any before 2019. They showed up, and their, their, their rallying cry was a kid's video. Get out of here. Like, are you kidding me? You don't even know baseball. They're like, baby. No, I'm not going to do it. No, don't sing baby shark. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Before so, Jason starts so singing So real baby quick, shark. before we jump off the ledge there, is that uh, minor league baseball season. So they can I know, RIP. We should have worn like black today. You're wearing your right? hook shirt. I'm wearing a hook shirt, and it's it has the, uh, what is it, sugar skull or whatever. You, you also have your uh, you have your hat over here. Yeah, I love that your one. Even though it's a little bit redneck. 
So, but I, I wear that when I want people to be scared of me, and they're like, "Oh, crazy redneck, he's wearing his camo." Yeah, you you, know? you do you do look if you so put that. on the right gear, you do you could be crazy. See one of my mask, but uh, so <laughs> yeah, so no minor league season. I still don't really understand what the the premise of the taxi team means yeah, i guess they, it's going to be guys they, coming up and they, down they from put something out the you know double a triple a the hooks was it the hooks or the astros they put something out like oh there will be games at waterburger field this summer and it's like we don't know what's going to be like be scrimmages yet. essentially yeah. just to keep the guys loose and, it's like, and warm no fans will be there but we might get cameras and it's like very weird but in, but no one in corpus is going to watch like on tv no, you're really not like, even when you had the point of having minor league baseball like well from a organization perspective is it's development mm-hmm. but from a local perspective for corpus christi it's like oh take our kids to a hooks game yeah, and just it's to get free, the experience it's cheap it's free hot dog night you yeah. know it's like you have these little like niche events or whatever you have you have the giant rocking chairs out in left field or whatever i mean just there's all rocking that stuff. chairs in left i haven't been to yeah and they, they might have removed them last season um i went to one game last year it was a Force Whitley start. I wanted to see Force Whitley. Oh man, yeah, I missed Force Whitley, and then he went up to AAA. Well, he came back down. He came right? back down. Yeah. yeah, it was. I went on Labor Day. That's I hope that I guy works out. If he ends up like a Mark Appel, that's going to be tough. And uh, speaking of Appel, we always have to put that check mark in of trying to get him on for an interview. Yeah, we're going to try to get that. That is your you. You have promised me I'll some, some interviews. I'll do some. I'll start reaching out so we yeah. can set this stuff up because I think that is a nice thing about having a studio. Is you can get some people to come in, yeah, and I think that sounds sexier than hey, I'll call you and do it over the phone. Yeah, because they're like, what kind of we'll what kind on, of crummy cheap labor is that? We'll you know? get you so on like, Zoom. Yeah, and we'll bring in. Uh, we'll have maybe we'll do some whiskey or something like that. Smoke some cigars. I don't know. We'll take it to another. I don't level. know. If, I don't know if I want to smoke cigars in this room, but we get a little little. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want to do cigars in, in this room. But a way to get people to open up. Is is got to get a couple drinks. Hey, to I'm, them, hey you know? shameless plug right here. Uh, Love Street, Love Street beer. Yeah, the Love Street Blonde. Carbach. That, yeah, right. Carbach Love Street Blonde might be my new favorite beer. And I told you before that yeah. I I turned off Carbach because they got they sold out. But like whatever, man, everyone sell out. Somebody calls us and like, hey, we want to put your show on to uh, satellite radio. Oh, you know, and, <laughs> but you got to fire Russell. We're like, fire oh, Russell. Sorry, Russell. <laughs> right on sports is moving up. He's Russell's like, not here today. And he's gonna beat us. I think I'm edit- I think I'm editing this, so Russell ain't gonna hear it anyway unless he listens. Yeah, to he won't show. hear it. Um, All right, so who cares what Russell thinks? But moving on to the NFL now. Rest in peace, minor league baseball. Rest in peace to the Corpus Christi Hooks 2020 season. I think the NFL still looks very promising. Well, like I said, the looks NFL the NFL got lucky because lucky. this happened during their offseason. Yeah. But they did cancel two preseason games, I think, yesterday. And that's okay. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's okay. I, I don't. So I get – well, I don't ever get excited for the preseason – but I will watch the preseason because I'm so <laughs> you watch it anyway. By, yeah. by August because the NBA has been gone for two months mm-hmm. and there's no urgency in baseball. It's the dog days. Like, of summer it's just of like I'm so starved yeah. for sports. Yeah. That it's like, oh, fourth string division two <laughs> players playing games well, and then that you know don't who matter. Has those players are anyway because yeah. you follow college football so much. So like I, you're so, seeing guys. So I so I so I do know. Like in a preseason, it's like, oh, that's a South Florida quarterback. <laughs> yeah. That nobody else knows. <laughs> that nobody else knows, but I do. Uh, we found that out during the draft. Jason's like, how do you know these? Like this year in a draft, it took till the third round for them to draft somebody that I didn't know who they wow. were. That's pretty incredible. You, usually there's one guy in the second round that I'm like, okay, I'd never heard of. Yeah. And you, most years that would be the Patriots drafted a guy from Lenore Ryan University. Wow. And I knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> Where was that at? Do you know? I have no clue. Where Those are always the fascinating ones to me when you learn, like, 
like Loyola or something is what Chicago. There, so there's Loyola, there's Chicago, also Loyola, Maryland, I think. Loyola, Marymount in Marymount, L.A. Okay. L.A. Yeah, and nobody it's, would know that. Yeah, it's just random. But I always like finding that stuff out. And you're like, I didn't know that school so, was there, uh, man. So, so speaking of small colleges, the best college football game atmosphere I've been to, and I've been to Kyle Field, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Best college football game atmosphere, North Dakota State in Fargo. Wow. North Dakota State is why. Uh, so their stadium is like. So it's twenty thousand seats. Okay. Well, and it, it it's a tin box. Like that's like the, the Fargo Dome is just like a tin. It's like a metal box. All right. And then and then the seats of the stadium, it's so steep. The fans are right on. Like it doesn't go back at all. It just goes up. Hmm. So the fans are right on top of you. And I so I was going. I went to school at Sam Houston, and I was working for the student paper in the athletics department, and we played them in the playoffs. And I went to the playoff game up in Fargo. I was intimidated in the pregame, yeah. <laughs> like when they were doing like their pregame video and like walkout and stuff. Like I was like in the press box and I had goosebumps and I was like, "Oh, we are going to get slaughtered," which I knew we were going to anyway. But um, that North Dakota State they won a title. This was two years after Carson Wentz. Uh, oh they, man! No, I mean, so they have a first round quarterback this year, too. They have another. North Dakota? Yeah, they have another first round quarterback. This year, his name's Trey Lance. He will be a top ten draft. Now, pick. where was Carson Wentz from? North Dakota. Okay, I don't know where How Trey Lance is from. I haven't How done. Random, right? I haven't done my. Uh, yeah, so Wentz was just like overlooked uh, in high school. Yeah, but it's weird because he's six five two forty. Like Drew Brees in a sense. But yeah, but Drew Brees like is not a physically impressive person. But so many colleges in Texas could have had him. Yeah, easily. And but and I'm saying, but they I'm saying, walked but past that. Carson Wentz. Is a physically impressive yeah. guy. Yeah. Like you look at Carson Wentz, and it's like, oh, he, like, he's, he's a prototype. Posing, right? like he's the prototype. He's six yeah. five, two forty, athletic, super arm strength. So where was he on the arms list? Oh yeah, Colin Cowherd. So Colin Cowherd really. So I actually like Colin Cowherd, and he did. So he said what he was. It wasn't arm talent. Like the graphics said arm talent, but his criteria was most catchable ball, which I that is just weird. But the graphics said arm talent, so that's what we're going to go with here. Um, his top five arm talent list, Russell Wilson was number one, which he has a good arm, but he's not the most talented. Uh, the one that got everybody, Tom Brady was number two on the arm talent list. Yeah, and that's odd, honestly. But well, I feel like Coward, is, he's always loved Brady, but he's he's been up there for a long time. Now, I know Coward is originally from – Seattle, like the the West Coast, yeah. But he's been over in the Bristol area for a long, long time. Well, he's in LA and now. now. He's in, yeah, he's like shifted back. He's Fox Sports, right? Yeah. But I just feel like he was always a, a pretty big Brady lover. Well, okay, so I mean, he's the best quarterback of all time. So, <laughs> but okay, so his top five arm talent list: Russell Wilson one, which he'd probably be in my top five. Tom Brady two, which he doesn't belong in there right now. Drew Brees three. Breeze can't throw the ball deep anymore. No. Kyler Murray. Now, Kyler has a gun. Kyler Murray was number four on his list. Kyler has Ky, – I don't know if he's in the top five, but he's close to it. Jared Goff is five. That one got some people. Goff has a great arm. He can't move at all. He's he is a, he's a statue, but Goff is a golden arm. But Brady and Breeze being on there makes no sense. And Patrick Mahomes <laughs> not being on there makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, zero. I mean, we've seen Mahomes destroy people based off that uh, that arm and throw, like, side angle and still. He, he, he throws out looking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here, here would be mine if I'm going 
top five arm talent. So I'd still have Mahomes one. Number two would be Josh Allen from the Bills. Wow. Josh Allen has an abs like in baseball terms, he would be like a Rolls Chapman. Hmm. He throws like 102 miles an hour. Like Josh Allen has an absolute gun. Probably Aaron Rodgers three. For going arm talent, I probably have Aaron Rodgers three. He's just, I think he's like the like he is what. He was like ninety percent of what Mahomes is now, like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Mah- Rodgers might not be as strong; his arm isn't as strong as it was like in twenty fourteen. But he's still like he's got one of the best arms in the league. And then, I'm, I would say Kyler Murray four and Russell Wilson five. Do you consider accuracy along with arm? I think strength? arm talent is arm like talent? its strength it's a combination. It's so it's it's arm strength, and then like maybe not necessarily accuracy, but like can you put touch on the ball? Like, yeah. can you make – so, like, Mahomes, like, what, like not only can he throw the ball 100 yards, but he can throw it sidearm. He can throw it, like, a lob. He can put a touch pass on it. He can throw a fastball. He can make all different types of throws. Josh Allen the same way. That's why I have Kyler and Russell Wilson in there because Russell Wilson, like, he throws – if you watch his deep ball, he throws, like, straight up in the air. Like, it's – I've never seen anything like it. Like, he's pretty incredible with it, and he throws off-platform so often. He can also drill it in there. Yeah. He makes all different types of throws. So that's what I would say arm talent is. And I get it's different for everybody. It would be different for everybody. But regardless, that um, that uh, that top five – with Tom Brady and Drew Brees in there, that's pretty bad. For I just – and I think that's that, that just love for the name, maybe. Kind of like the same thing with my top five NBA list. You know, it's just a boomer list is what it is. It's a boomer list. <laughs> it's a boomer list. Um, gosh, I don't know. I, I really probably can't even. And what about Deshaun? I don't think Deshaun is a great. Like, I mean, obviously, like, compared to us, he has a great arm. But, like, <laughs> I, but I don't think he has, like, a great arm. For, like, I think Deshaun has a lot of great qualities, but I don't think he has, like, a great arm necessarily. I think he's a great quarterback, but I don't think he has a great arm. Like, his arm's not that strong. He's. He's accurate, but he's not like Drew Brees. Tom I've seen him Brady, throw like some pick. hard balls, but it's like, and it's not accurate at all. You know, like he he throws in the ground a lot. That bothers me. Well, he also throws on the run a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he throws on the ground a lot. So it's like, so it's hard to judge sometimes. It's like, well, does he have a really good arm? I, I, I think, mean, I think his arm is probably for an NFL QB probably about average. Yeah, but he has so many other really good qualities that I think like he. Cause I think he overcomes. I have a hard time with him still. I still have a hard time yeah, with him. I don't know why. Yeah, because you're a boomer, okay, and boomer. You, <laughs> you're you're a boomer, and you want you want the quarterbacks to look like like Carson Wentz, the prototype. I love, six, but, four, but then six, I like five. Lamar Jackson's game. I really like his game, but I don't know if Lamar Lamar's Jackson unique. thinks better than Deshaun does whenever he's going to just turn into an athletic quarterback and start doing things with his feet more, and if he has a. Uh, uh, because I think mind talent is super important too, and I think coupled with Brady, that's why he's been so good for so long. Is he has a lot of mind it's, it's talent upstairs. besides just and yeah. That, most of the quarterback Manning position and, is upstairs. Yeah, so like uh, Deshaun, sometimes when I watched Deshaun run around for like eight seconds in a circle, and it ended the game or whatever it was at that time, or was it halftime? I don't remember, but it was. But there was a, a opportunity to make a play downfield, and he ran the clock out on his own by running around in circles. I lost a little bit of faith in that moment. I was like, oh, dude, what? I went and looked up his Wonderlick score at that point. And I know the Wonderlick isn't like the biggest deal in the world, but I think that um, 
Ryan, Lee, some Ryan Leaf scored higher than Peyton Manning on the Wonder <laughs> Lake. And, and, and what is it? Andrew Luck has the highest score ever, possibly, or, or well, Fitzpatrick, Andrew Luck is, you know? Fitzpatrick does. Andrew Luck was also high. But Andrew Luck yeah. is also, like, maybe the most intelligent person to ever played football. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's bright. I hope I, I would like to he see him going to coaching. He got an architecture degree from Stanford in three years. He's not just bright. He's brilliant. He probably won't stick around. Like, I don't think he'll go into coaching or anything. I feel no, like he's, he's, he's he wants to do outside other, interests. Yeah, he wants to do fun stuff. Um, put Katie, I don't know, separate itself from Houston altogether, maybe. Who's to say? But um, the other list that we had to talk about... Oh, this one is the worst one. ...was Chris Sims, who I think is a complete bozo. But um, So you were like... You, the way you feel about Cowherd, where he's like, oh, how does he have a national show? <laughs> I think Cow... So even if you don't like Cowherd's opinions, which I don't agree with all of... I like Cowherd, but I think some of his opinions are pretty out there. That's what sells. Um... Sims is just dumb with this list. Like it, like he's one. He's not even entertaining. Chris Sims is the downfall of uh, the legacy of Mac Brown. That's <laughs> what that's what I consider Chris Sims to be. Oh, that was like that's the funny. worst possible recruiting mistake he probably made. That is funny. Um, and, and a lot of people criticize Mac Brown for not grabbing. Uh, God, what's his face? That's in Tampa. Who well, not in Tampa now? I guess. Um, the J- quarterback, Jameis Winston. That apparently he wanted to play at UT so badly he had tried to reach out to Mac Brown and Mac Brown like just didn't have Jameis on his his radar. Oh, that story I read like years ago, and that was one of the reasons like they said Mac had lost his touch on recruiting, is that Jameis wanted hey, to play at UT. He's recruiting at North Carolina right now at a pretty high level. <laughs> yeah, maybe he just needed five it's, years off. Yeah, and, and quite possibly. Um, but yeah, so this list I think is is a little wild so the, too. So, the, so the, I have no problem with the top six. Now I'd probably right. order it a little differently, but the, his top six in order is Patrick Mahomes one, Russell Wilson two, Aaron Rodgers three, Deshaun Watson four, Lamar Jackson five, Carson Wentz six. Now I'd probably change up the order a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but I think those those are the top six. Sure, those I can are, agree with that. I have no problem with that. Now it's a forty QB list. My problem is everything from 7 to 40. Right. Everything from 7 to 40 is a problem. He has Matt Ryan's. He has Tom Brady and Drew Brees, 15 and 16. The quarterback's ahead of two of the five to ten greatest quarterbacks ever. (laughs) The quarterbacks ahead of them are Matt Ryan, who, since his MVP year, has done nothing. Yeah. Dak Prescott, who went 8-8 with – last year and – a loss to an Eagles team who had me and you as their top two receivers. And he wanted to be paid $40 million a year. Yeah, that was just ridiculous. Matt Stafford, who's never won a playoff game. Cam Newton, <laughs> who up until 48 hours ago wasn't on a team. Didn't have a job. Didn't have a job. Ryan Tannehill, who in three playoff games threw for, threw for about 330 yards. Kyler Murray, who, plays, who has played one season. Kirk Cousins, who other than the Ugh. one Saints playoff game Vomit. is a choke artist. And Ben Roethlisberger, who played two games last season. Who, who, I'll be surprised if he plays a game this season. So he's apparently healthy now. So he'll play at yeah, least one game. Yeah, we'll see until his he'll, spleen erupts. He'll, he'll play one game. But he played two he games last year. Face. And one of them, he looked horrible. Yeah. Well, and then so you, then you have Brady Breeze, but then Phillip Rivers down at 17 also. It's like he took all the guys who have been great. For the last ten years, but, okay, but Rivers stuffed him down. But besides Rivers, Rogers, Rivers actually had a bad year last year. I'd still rate him above above. I mean, just those three right there, Brady, Breeze, and Rivers. I'd pull him above uh, a lot of guys on that yeah, list. Yeah, up to so, seven. Okay, so 10 here, at least. here are other problems I have. Jimmy Garoppolo, who <laughs> had a ten point lead in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, is a joke. Is number twenty. Yeah, and I'm not like like some people. 
think like Garoppolo is pretty po- polarizing. Like some people think he's really, really good. Some people think he's a system guy, which is weird. He was a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. Yeah, like he and he carried the Niners' offense second half of the season. Like, well, and I have no reason not to like him. You know, I think he's a I, pretty I'm not good saying quarterback. He's elite. I'm not but, saying he's elite, but he is. He's below than Derek th- Carr. They have him below Derek Carr, and that's kind of wild. He's below Matt Stafford and Dak Prescott. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo started one full season of his career and has double the amount of playoff wins of Dak Prescott. And Kyler. And Kyler. Wait, so, where's Kyler? Kyler's, Kyler's 12, 12, 12 yeah. which is ridiculous. So, yeah, then but, after And Kyler I like Kyler. Was, but here's the, one, here's the one that bothers me the most. Speaking of quarterbacks who started in a Super Bowl, Jared Goff is ranked 24 on the list. <laughs> Jared Goff was a starting QB for a Super Bowl team. Just in 2018, Jared Goff went on the road in the NFC Championship game and led a drive to tie the game in the NFC Championship game on the road with no timeouts in the Superdome. Jared Goff, last year, in his down year, this is Jared Goff's down. So everybody, like, everyone last year just crapped on Jared Goff, said, oh, he sucked, he's not very good. Jared Goff's down year last year was 4,600 yards and 22 touchdowns. And I think he had one or two of his receivers... Who well, missed the majority Brandon of Brandon Cooks year, right? missed a lot of the year yeah. last year. And all, but wasn't Who's that uh, the Rams offensive line, they lost some guys in free yeah. agency. That was the big and Todd Gurley was a shell of himself. Right. And then Baker Mayfield is ahead. Baker Mayfield is ahead of Jared Goff on this list. Baker Mayfield last year threw for thirty eight hundred yards, twenty two touchdowns and twenty one interceptions with Odell Beckham, with Jarvis Landry, with two great running backs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And he still couldn't do any good. Pretty good line. Uh, so the line was actually pretty bad. But oh. he had more <laughs> weapons than Jared Goff. He also had Freddie Kitchens calling the plays. Yeah, yeah. Freddie true. Kitchens is. Pretty I thought they had a couple of first rounders on that line. Not in Cleveland. Are they gone now? No. So they traded. They traded. They traded an offensive lineman in the Odell Beckham trade. Okay. And Joe Thomas retired. That was the other thing. Now is Beckham and Landry still there? Or did yeah. Landry get traded? No, they're both still okay. there. Okay. But, but but what I'm Surprising. saying is Baker Mayfield's ahead of Jared Goff on this list. Both had down years last year, although I don't really think Baker's all that good. Um, <laughs> but Goff is below Baker mm-hmm. when Goff's down year was infinitely better than Baker's, and Goff has accomplished more in the league. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's won playoff games. But Goff is the 24th best quarterback in the league. That's ridiculous. And he is a way brighter long-term future. I fully believe that. Well, yeah, he, he also has guys on here who haven't even even in hiked the ball. Well, in the NFL, so, so it's a top forty list. So he has some of the rookies on Little there. Little Uh he has Taysom Hill in the. Which is weird. Taysom Hill's a utility player. One, <laughs> so I'm not going to offend this guy as a good it's, quarterback, but yeah. Mitchell Trubisky is a better quarterback than Taysom. Then so Jared Stidham is ranked ahead of Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky is not a good quarterback. But Jared Stidham threw four passes last year, and one of them was a pick six. It's very weird. <laughs> it's just very weird. It's like he, it's almost like maybe he has some personal uh, feelings towards these guys. Because I mean, some of these guys, I don't know. How old is Chris Sims now? He's he's in his fifties. Is he really? Probably. Golly. Oh no, 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 he wouldn't be. Never mind. I'm thinking of. Phil. I don't know. Yeah, you're thinking of Phil. Maybe Phil's probably a little older. He's probably in his 60s. But I'm trying to think when Chris played. Was it like he's, I, he's I in his to, 40s now? I try to post date myself as like you know was it when I was Chris still Sims in high school like or after Drew high school? Age probably. Okay, so like early 40s. Yeah. Um, then he he well none of these guys besides yeah Brady and. But Maroons what I don't understand like 
I don't maybe he has personal feelings towards some of these guys. I don't understand how Jared Goff is 24 and Jimmy Garoppolo is 20. Foles, Case Keenum. I don't understand why Matt Stafford and Cam Newton and Dak Prescott (laughs) and Matt Ryan are in the top 10. How is Ryan Tannehill 11? I wonder what his criteria was, though. That's the other thing. I think it's just his opinion. And that's all I can, that's all you can really guess. Because, like you said, the top six is probably fairly accurate. So, Uh, so my top six, I, I have the same six guys. So I'd have. Mahomes and Wilson are my one and two. Mm-hmm. I would put Wentz three, Deshaun wow. four, Rogers five, and Lamar six. Okay. And I know Lamar's ranking. I think Lamar, Lamar is exceptional. I think though it only works in the situation he's in, running the offense he's running. Mm-hmm. Like I think you with can the coach put, he has in the coach. He, like yeah. Well, offense coordinator specifically Greg Roman. Um, I think with those other five guys, you can put them in any system on. Maybe not any like, but you can put them like in any offensive system mm-hmm. with just pretty average talent, and they'll make it work. Yeah. Whereas with Lamar, he has to be in that specific situation, so that's why he's six for me. But I think the top six, whatever order you want to rank them, as long as Mahomes is one, I really don't care. Like it's those are the top six guys. It, it's the the Tannehill at eleven is just. He threw for 330 yards in three that, playoff He games. was barely in the league. He got so lucky that Tennessee picked him up and that, that uh, Mariota just happened to, whatever he did, just turn into a mirage of himself. But And then he had a decent year. Tannehill did. He played okay, yeah. But like, yeah, but it wasn't like at an elite level whatsoever. But it was good enough. It, it worked for Tennessee. Was, was he and a better quarterback last year than Jimmy Garoppolo? There's no way. It, exactly. I just I just can't find even Even if the stats would say yes— I would stats, still argue. The stats don't say yes. <laughs> no, it's, yes, right. But there's, but it's, but it's. There's so much more that goes into it. Obviously, it's like, like we talk about, like the mental uh, portion of any player. And Tannehill, despite the fact he has a super hot wife, he's just not a likable guy. <laughs> like if you remember Hard Knocks, you know, and stuff like that. And and he's an Aggie, so it's, it's got so much against him. But. Man, did you do you remember Hard Knocks whenever I he do. was a rookie? So yeah, I do remember. And he was a it, big deal a, going in. That was in. the season where Ojo Cinco got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was such a good Hard Knocks too. But that was the Tanny Hard Knocks was, suck now. They really the are. Raiders one was bad. And the one I really want to see is like you brought this up on the last episode, I believe, was on Amazon, right? The Amazon Prime series. So I yeah, did, I think that was post show. Okay, yeah. So the if, Amazon Prime series, all or nothing. Is so, and it's during the, it's in the season, so I, you find you kind of so the one that the recent ones, the Philadelphia Eagles. So like I remember the storylines, and this is only a few months ago now. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the storylines of like, oh, the Eagles are in the tank, like, and then all the receivers get hurt, and then Carson Wentz. It's why I have Wentz three on my list. Yeah, me and you were Carson Wentz's top two receivers in the last four <laughs> games. True, and he went four and zero and carried them to the playoffs. Yeah, like that is. Coach and I, I, yeah, and I don't get the Wentz hate. I mean, the guy got hurt a couple times. You can't, you can't, to me, bomb a guy for getting hurt. Like it's not, it's not their fault, really. And you he's, know? O- he's only missed like six regular season games. Well, yeah, and people, but they get all over him for it. And then what? Because Nick Foles did a, a little well in the playoffs or whatever. But Nick Foles is a streaker. Like that guy's like he's he's the he's our younger well, Ryan not Fitzpatrick. Only that, but <laughs> not only that, but Nick Foles. So one, Carson Wentz was the MVP that mm-hmm. season. It was his mom. It was his momentum. And that Eagles team was so talented. Yeah. Like, Jay Ajayi was playing at a Pro Bowl level. They also had LeGarrette Blunt in the backfield. Their offensive line was the number one offensive line that season. Alshon Jeffrey was still in his prime. They had Zach Ertz and Trey Burton and Brent Selleck. What was that, three, three seasons ago, maybe? 20, 2017 season. So, two seasons ago, 2019, 20, so three, technically. Yeah. Wow. 
But I mean, but Things now it's like so fast a lot now, of those. Though. But a lot of those guys still on a team, but they're three years older now. Yeah, and they like Jeffrey fast, that man. year was like 28, 29. Now he's 31, 32. He's lost a step. He's been injured a couple of times. He's done not the same explosiveness. Like that Eagles team was stacked. We're gonna have an awesome fantasy football preview because this is all gonna be good stuff to like oh, consider. I'm, I, and and I, yeah. I gave some great fantasy football advice last year. Uh, well, and then and then so that's going to be something to look forward to whenever yeah. you listen to episode about we'll probably a two few months from, from now. now. Yeah, two months from now. And that that'll now, be we'll a do, good. We'll do it listen. like in August. We'll do it in August because that's when most drafts are. And we'll have to have our own league. And maybe we can do a live draft. We should televised. Assuming we have fans, we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. We'll do it just like with the draft. You know? Assu- assuming like, we have fans, yeah, like we could do like a right on league where they can yeah. play with us. That'd be a lot of fun. So uh, hopefully we'll like learn how to promote soon and move That's that on. Russell's department. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have like... Get to work, Russell. Yeah. No. So we ha- so we partner with uh, 96.5 and 105.5 here in Corpus. There's a sales team who's supposed to be working for us too. Oh, shit. Yeah. Honestly, didn't know that. You, I know some things, but I'm I'm kind of like I just show up. That is true. I try to come That's as, back on as unprepared as possible, but just to be the you, antithesis you, of everything. You also, you're also a dad. Yeah, you're also. A, I'm a dad. Like you have outside responsibilities from this. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be nice. I have sometimes. nothing else. You joke about like being on Twitch and whatnot and doing all this <laughs> stuff, but you yeah. actually have other responsibilities. Dude, I'm full-time all day. I, I really am. And I think sometimes to myself, like, that's the thing about the guys going to the bubble. They should be so happy. They get a break from everything they normally do. Do you want to go to the bubble? Like, are you Jason? kidding me? They're like, hey, uh, I'm so upset my wife can't talk. <laughs> There's no way they're serious. Yeah, I'm really going to miss my wife. They're like, no, I'm not going to miss Here's my a, wife. Man, imagine being confined. Like, So LeBron has three kids. Uh-huh. Imagine being confined with his wife and his three kids in a hotel room for three months. Are they taking their families? So, they're the, they're so, allowed to? So the first month, no. Okay. Once the play, once they get through like the first round of the playoffs, that's when families can come out. So instead of having 20 teams with players and families out there, they only have eight teams. Like it's just so it'll be less people. Basically. I think they should just, if they're going to go without families early on, just stick to it, you know, through the end of the year. I th- you're it, risking a lot bringing other people in the fold, especially once you're in the bubble for a yeah. while. You know, it's just like you're introducing – there's some higher risk there. And I, I would just hate to see we get to that point. Well, we don't know where we're going to be in September. No, we don't. We, we really <laughs> – 2020 has been wild, man. I, I, I look back and By this and time I'm like, in September, this maybe the murder hornets will come back. Oh, my God. We just need something to just just cruise, you know, if if – I'm probably like rustling a bit where I, I don't know if we should go into this part. And if not, we can cut it. We can okay? cut it. But just on a religious note, right? Okay. If this is the year that we're going to have the return. <laughs> that the rapture happens. It, we might be on the precipice. And maybe this is they're just little signals. I'm just trying to see if they're going to get it. Do you get it yet? Do you get it yet? Do you, bam! And then <laughs> we're going to get by the end. Like Christmas is gonna be a, a, we can leave, a we can wildness. Leave, we can leave that. We can you know? leave that in there. I'm just um, saying, like, so, like, so, like, 2020's so, been this so way. He, so and he, so he, when you so, say so we he, don't know we're gonna be in September, you're probably so right because man, it's just been it's just been one after another. You so, know. So here's a um, here's a theory I saw on Twitter. <laughs> don't you love Twitter theories? Oh, I do. They're so here's a theory: the time travel is real. All and right. Someone out there knows that 2020 is just all kinds of messed <laughs> up. Yeah. So they keep trying to travel back in time and fix stuff, oh. but then they just keep making things worse yeah. by trying to fix things. Can't talk to the timeline, man. That's what they say. 
Every but time travel movie ever. If they'd get it right. See, I always thought it'd be cool to time travel just for the, the gambling portion. That's what I would you know? do. Yeah. That's the best part of Back to the Future. The only good part of the whole series is whenever that dude gets the uh, the gambling book or whatever. Then it's part two, I think. And he goes and, and now he's like a multimillionaire or something like that. Otherwise, a whole that whole series sucks. I think it was just overrated. I mean, why? why? I, ne- I did not watch Back to the Future because I just didn't get... I just heard it was a guy going back and trying to have sex with his mom. It was just real weird. That so, was the whole point. It's like he had no reason to ever go back and fix things, and then he ends up landing at that that spot. And so now because he runs into his mom, is and she's attracted to him, and it causes her to start falling out of love with his dad, his future dad. That's like the premise, you know. And so, so I wouldn't want to meet my parents. No, like not back years then, ago. man. You'd be because you'd probably be disappointed, honestly. You'd yeah, be like, just, man, you guys y'all were although, like. Although, like, I mean, <laughs> I, like, na- like you, you get to a point where like you no longer reg- like because when you're a kid, you regard your parents as like perfect, right? Pretty much, or yeah. at least like they're so ju- awesome. Yeah, where it's like, and you still like, it's hard to look at them like with clear lens, even like now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure for you it's the same way. Um, but I wouldn't want to see like the mistakes they made. Just like I wouldn't want to see my kids see the mistakes I made in my twenties. Or at least they could go back and say, "Hey, hey, Dad, remember you shouldn't buy that at that time. <laughs> it was a bad buy. You remember?" And then they give you a forewarning. That would be all right. I could live with that, you know. I, but I, otherwise, um, yeah, it's going I, back in time. There are so many only... people I'd want to spend time with years ago. My yeah. parents are not. Yeah, okay. I could agree. There's. Off the top of my head, I can't think of many right now, but besides maybe like Bill Gates or something like that, I'd be BFFs with Bill Gates if I could go back. Steve Jobs. Yeah, someone like that, <laughs> that, you know, just that they would add you into the list of people they wanted to give lots of money hey, to. Can, hey, can I buy you in? Know? Can I, hey, Steve, can I buy in the Apple? Well, listen, I know the IPO is coming up soon, but um, let's let's make sure we time everything together, you know, I mean, something like no, that. No, I would just go back and gamble is what yeah. I would do. I would I'm just... telling you, man, yeah, and something so random, too. You know, what, you know what I would bet? This is random. In 2015, 2016, Leicester City, who's like a small team in England, won the Premier League, and they had hmm. like 4,000 to one odds. Wow, really? I'd go and bet like $1,000 on that or like $5,000 on that and just collect. Last year, I put money on the Saints to win the Super Bowl, and so that was that was a frustration. Um we can do a gambling sex portion of this podcast during football season. I wouldn't be against it. I I definitely. I used to do DraftKings a lot and stuff. I used and, to do that too. Yeah, this like this 20, year's. 2015 was when I did like a lot. Actually, was on a uh, Chris Six for it in 2015. Oh really? Yeah. We we'll have like, to discuss that. Yeah, it's I, so I'm I'm into it, but I think our time here today is coming to an end. Yeah, we're we're probably peaking here, and we, uh, we don't have Russell to like <laughs> the to, to reel it in. Yeah. All right, guys, enough. Um, I don't want to listen to y'all anymore. I got Rus- shit to do Russell in my life. Left, Russell left because of my shirt. So <laughs> Russell's a Duke fan, and I'm wearing a very loud North Carolina Hawaiian shirt. Because uh, we had an argument last week in a group chat about Duke and North Carolina <laughs> stuff. I think you were asleep. I during- muted that. You muted I just it? muted it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Sorry, Jason. Um, <laughs> I want to learn at some point why he's a, a Duke fan. That's what I want to learn. We can have him on the show and discuss yeah. it. I think he'd be a fun third piece every now T- and then. Tell him how know? wrong he is. <laughs> yeah, because I don't care about Duke. <laughs> I really. Don't. But yeah, I think I think our time today is coming to an end. Yeah, and so thanks thanks for listening to this episode. Um, I think this schedule that we're kind of getting on to might be really good, where we'll we'll drop one every two weeks or something like that. We'll see how it goes. Well, I think 
Man. Well, well, we didn't do it last week because I thought I might have Corona. <laughs> yeah, I would have well, done. I would have been down my to do it last corona. week. I, I sing my Corona every time the word pops in my head. I can't help it. What a weird name. Um, but I stuff's picking back up, so we might be able to do one next week too. Well, and I'm going to another. Sports. So I'm going to another wedding. You you might end up in your own bubble soon. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I thought I might have Corona because someone, a bridesmaid at the wedding, had Corona. Um, and I was hanging out with the person after the wedding. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I thought I might have Corona. Wait, you were hanging out with the bridesmaid after the wedding? Like, so the bride, they live in Nacogdoches. And okay. I went to go visit over there, visit some friends over there. Yeah, yeah. And some of the friends were two of the bridesmaids. Okay. Well, cause like you're, you know, hanging out with the bridesmaid after the wedding story might be different in yeah. my head. Yeah, I, I say that, and I was like, oh, the audience had the wrong <laughs> idea. No, it wasn't. We were hanging out alone in a hotel room after Wait the wedding. It was, it that's was, the whole purpose of a wedding. No, that's not what I do. I don't want just – I want. I don't know if I – for all the weddings I've been to, I don't think I, any of the bridesmaids, I'm like, oh, I want to get with the bridesmaids. They always get really wild, man. Like I, I, It's like the breakout session or something, and I'm like – it's not. It's gonna be a whole another episode. It's just you know. Maybe we'll, this we'll, is a, we'll a post show conversation. Yeah. But all right, I think our time here today has come to an end. It's the third time I've said that. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We hope you hit the. We hope you like the show. Hit the subscribe button when you listen to it and leave a review if you so please. Go give us some stars. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, when, and definitely check out the websites too. The right on Corpus Christi website. Yeah, do it. I have an article on there somewhere about yeah. ice cream. Yeah, ice cream's good, especially this time of year. Yeah, but anyway, I'm Gabe Myers. And I'm Jason Cacera. Thanks for listening. This has been a Right On Sports Podcast.